Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Well Nerds Podcast. We are on episode six. I'm here with Caitlin and Eric. Hey, guys. Hello. And today we wanted to jump right into some questions from Instagram. Um, one of the questions I got today was from someone named Brooke. They asked, what is our favorite whale species and why? And Caitlin th- looks like she wants to start. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I know mine right off the bat. People ask me on this this one on the boat a lot too. Um, baleen whale, my favorite is a fin whale because they're so difficult. <laughs> I like how she threw the baleen in there. So now she can Because I have a toothed whale too. Well, okay, my favorite dolphin, I shouldn't say tooth whale, my favorite dolphin is the northern right whale dolphin. So I like the ones that are unusual. Ooh, giving you some ideas, huh? (laughs) I like the ones that are like, you don't, not everybody gets to see them, and we don't know a lot about them. That's why I like them. They're mysterious. What about you, Eric? Me? Uh, People always laugh at me for this one. I like gray whales. So does my wife. Gray whales are fond to my heart. A lot of people I hear out there are like, they're boring, but yeah, I actually like them a lot. I think the main reason why is... Um, they're one of the few whales out there that actually show you um, that they're curious about people or, or uh, well, we don't know what they're thinking, but, you know, they'll actually interact with people, especially, you know, when they're out there in uh, Baja in those lagoons where they're raising their calves. So that's one reason why I've always been kind of fascinated by them and uh, always, always love learning more and more about them every day I see them. They're very see, cute little crusty Now, whales. ask me this question <laughs> In the middle of March, after I go see these gray whales in Baja, <laughs> and maybe maybe my answer will change, but I, I think I really like the humpbacks. Um, super acrobatic. They they make trumpet <coughs> blows often. They just do a bunch of cool stuff that are yeah. super unique, and I think they're one of the most active whales that we see. Definitely, they're definitely a crowd favorite, and I do like seeing them on the whale watch trip because that they're very consistent, and so people like them. Their um, sheer numbers are good thing too yeah so many of them (laughs) i think it's also that i've it's the whale that i've probably spent the most time with Mm -hmm. well the gray whale i've I've seen way more but um the humpbacks you get to know some of them because they come and hang out in the bay like it's true like i've seen you know some of them four or five years or four years in a row now which is pretty cool yeah that's true and there are some whales that have some pretty unique personalities um like fran the humpback whale she's super mellow like, she'll just take a nap next to your boat, which is not necessarily the most exciting thing, but it's pretty cool that a whale will just sleep next to you and just hang out. I had a good uh, good encounter with Fran with Eric. Yeah, Over Fran. In front of Moss Landing, remember that? Yeah, we had Fran breaching and stuff like that, but she's a, a whale that uh, we all look forward to seeing come back to the Monterey, and I believe uh, her... Her mother was actually a whale that uh, they saw in the bay, and then she's here, and you never know. Maybe one day she'll come here with a with a calf. So. Did she not have a calf a couple years ago when I first moved here? I don't no, think so. No, maybe not. Don't? No, I don't maybe think not. she's yeah, had no. one. Another cool whale that I always like to see for humpbacks is um, Batman, just because he has a really cool story. He's really recognizable. He's seen very consistently in the breeding grounds every year, and he's like very easily... Um, He's a good topic of conversation because you can see all the scuff marks from the competitive pods. You can see how unique his tail is. He, he has a pretty cool story about how humpback whales travel I want to say he's one of my furthest distance travel IDs, like from Mexico up to here. Oh, really? Batman, I think. Or yeah. just maybe he might be the oldest one that I have. The yeah, old, he's definitely whale. an old whale. He's older than me, I know that. Yeah, I think he's older than all of us. Should we do one more question from Instagram? Yeah, what do you got? Um... What is your first whale encounter? 
Or when did you inca- when did you start like getting whale fever? And mm-hmm. that one is from Eco Twin One. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not Eco Twin Two. Maybe Eco Twin Two can send us one later. <laughs> um Well the first whale This happened somewhere uh, about the same time. Maybe this one was probably first. The first whale I ever saw was Keiko. Um, and I think I really liked him. I don't really remember too much about it other than my mom showing me the newspaper like, oh, look, he's coming in the truck to the Oregon Coast Aquarium. Oh I thought gosh. that was rad. <laughs> I thought it was crazy. And then I do remember seeing the southern resident killer whales from land. That's the first time I remember seeing whales. Um, and then gray whales along the Oregon coast. And I think really not until I was in college did I really become obsessed with whales. I liked all animals, but whales just like Jim Sumich's class at Oregon State really got me hooked. And for me, uh, I've been pretty lucky in my life. I've always lived, uh, you know, just pretty close proximity to the ocean. I grew up in a town called Redondo Beach. All you Southern California is Fort Californians know. I, I assume you don't because I'm here in Monterey. But uh, yeah, I was just growing up on the water and gray whales used to always play in the surf. Um, and it was kind of weird. We were all beach kids and they took us whale watching anyway. I still remember. <laughs> uh, I think it was actually uh, on the Voyager, a lot of the boat that a lot of you who live in the South Bay know about. And uh, I remember seeing gray whales. But yeah, growing up as a kid, uh, we had, you know, the ocean just right there as your backyard. So you get to know all the animals pretty well. Dolphins would swim by, sea lions, uh, harbor seals. Uh, we'd fish off the pier. And uh, also, you know, uh, we had marine land in the area too. And the Cabrillo Aquarium was a resource that a lot of kids uh, learned about uh, marine life down in Southern California. So always exposed to it. Always had whales literally just right out my front door. Yeah, same with me. I'm from Southern California as well. And I would like to say that the gray whale was my first whale that I saw, but I can't be sure. Because I, I usually didn't go whale watching during the school year, so which is during the wintertime, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, But maybe during like spring break I might have saw one. But for sure I remember seeing blue whales, which just <laughs> sounds kind of crazy. <laughs> that like That's like my – I remember being on the fishing grounds up by the oil rigs near um, Point Vicente yeah. and uh, just a blue whale passing by the boat. And yeah. I, I took a – a picture with like a point and shoot, and this I didn't, I wasn't even into photography. I just brought a camera to take pictures of fish and stuff at the time. But that, that's something I, I remember. And then I remember the CA fifty ones going across the bell buoy, which was a pretty like crazy memory. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty amazing that simple things like that, just like one little thing, like a blue whale passing by or an orca passing by, will literally get you hooked for life. Yeah, I actually, those aren't the ones that hooked me, though. I forgot what, I, what actually hooked me was the Mickey whale breaching. Oh, nice. Yeah, when I, that's it's pretty just like, crazy. When, when, well, I think it was the reaction people got because I just told mm-hmm. you about it having its mouth open and you could mm-hmm. see the baleen. Mm-hmm. And the reaction that people got online from that, I was just like, wow, what if I could capture something that people haven't seen before? Yeah. So like, I think that also got me pretty addicted into the photography side of it as well. I think I annoyed Jim a little bit. He laughs a lot when I tell this story, but... Um, when I took I took a pass no pass like weekend class at the beach about marine mammals I was like how hard could it be let's try it and I kept asking like all these questions and Dr. Sumich kept being like no Caitlin science does not know the answer to your question and I was like well why and so like that part was frustrating but also really fascinating and so I was like that's it we're studying whales this is what we're doing here <laughs> what, what was your question 
I don't. I think I had like six different questions. <laughs> I was just gonna say I don't I know th- what your question was. I remember like after about the third or fourth time, he's like, "Caitlin, seriously, we don't know the answer." I can't even remember what I was asking him, but it was like between two days, it was six different questions that yeah. I love. We didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I love Jim's explanation to you, especially you know someone as world renowned as him. You know, um, that's what I love about science, and probably yeah. why I'm so bad and hate math. Math is always like a definite answer, whereas science. There really isn't, uh, you know, sometimes a straight mm-hmm. answer for a lot of things we know. It's true. That's why it drives me nuts when, especially on Facebook, you someone says something, you know, and someone, you know, has to say, no, you are completely wrong. It's like in yeah. science, yeah, you might be completely wrong, but you never know. You might not be completely wrong, you know, just like perfect example is breaching. You know, we have so many explanations about that. People tell me that I'm wrong when I say things. Yeah, and, and there will like, literally what? be people who how tell you, you know? no, you're wrong about that. It's like, <laughs> how do you know? Yeah, you know? Exactly. I live in the middle of the United do States. You speak, I know. Yeah, <laughs> do you speak humpback whale? Yeah, exactly. That's another thing. We'll get people sitting in an armchair, you know, in a landlocked place. Like, no, that's absolutely wrong, you know. So it, breaching is a perfect example, yeah, you know. I can't one. stand it when people go, no, you are wrong. <laughs> people choose what yeah. their favorite is when it comes to that kind of thing. They're like, it is for communication. Yeah. It is for fun. Yeah. It yeah. Is, and it's it, whatever you makes you feel happy is kind of what you want to go for. Is what people go for. I yeah. feel like one of my favorite phrases to say to people about whales is just when you think you got them figured out, they show you you're wrong. Exactly. <laughs> the the blue blue whale breaching thing. The same yeah. day that that gray whale you know breached uh, in front of us. You know, someone else be like, oh. how often do these guys breach? I'm like, not that much. And lo and behold, that guy literally had a no, no, no. gray whale preach right in front of his face. <laughs> I literally am taking a picture. The whale flukes, and I'm like, okay, well, it's one gray whale. He does a big old arch. I'm like, he's down for a while. I step into the wheelhouse, walk away. Eric's still watching where it went, boom, flying out of the water. <laughs> and I hear everybody scream, and I turn, and I still saw the whale breach, but I didn't even get to turn my camera around. But yeah. you never know. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. yeah, and I think all three of us here can tell you, you know, people will say, blue whales don't breach. I've seen it twice, you know. <laughs> fin whales don't breach. I've seen it once. You yeah. Know? It's, so, I, fin whales know. don't fluke. Yeah. I've seen that, I've seen that multiple okay. times in you know one what? trip. Yeah. Fin whales do not fluke, except for there's this one fin whale <laughs> that used to like. See? There's like, except but. I don't know what he, you know how they just kind of like wiggle? Like, I don't know how to explain it, but it, his fluke would come out when he, when he just took what, a normal Isn't it breath. called fluky or something? Yeah. Don't yeah. tell Southern Californians. Uh, okay. Yeah. So you know what I'm talking fin about. Fin whales don't yeah. fluke. Yeah. Fluky flukes. And what's funny is. It, in fact, it was Elisa's birthday. We we all went out on uh, uh, the Long Beach boats, and not only did we see fluky fluke, I kid you not, like two other individuals fluked that day. It really? was pretty amazing. You know, it got to the point where when it first happened, people were like, "Oh, that's really weird. It must be a this is the thing I hate the most when people can't explain things or can't it be an animal. It must be a hybrid. <laughs> that is my pet peeve. And I go, "It must be a blue fin hybrid. That's yeah. why it's preaching." But I'm like, "Look at its flukes. It's clearly a fin whale." Yeah. <laughs> Hybrids uh, yeah, are funny yeah. thing. Oh yeah, you know ugh, that's a whole nother thing about whales is the is that and dolphins is the hybridization conversation. It's just like a whole nother thing that goes off the rails real fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there are some that are very obvious, but there are some you know yeah. that <coughs> people are like this. Did we pick a topic a- for today? Um, no, we're just going for it. I thought you were going off questions off of uh, <laughs> from our uh, Instagram followers. Did we have any other questions you wanted to throw at us? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah, we did get another question. Um, do different pods of humpbacks communicate diff- 
friendly. That was from Kirsty B underscore seven. And yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Depending on, I mean, obviously each population of them has probably a different dialect. Yeah, so the the most obvious way that we know that is on the breeding grounds with their song. <clears throat> so the males, as far as we know, mostly the males sing on the breeding grounds. Um, the purpose is not entirely known, we think, probably to attract females or maybe males to compete with for access to females. Um, but the song changes over time, and you can see the song change across regions too especially in the pacific you can see the song shift um from west to east yeah there is some small talk that they since the the whale vocalizations go so far that other males might be picking up on bits of that song and kind of adding it onto theirs so Mm -hmm. that might be how that this is uh being uh kind of uh changed every few seasons how do you feel about like there being technically well say let's say the hawaiian population or alaska hawaiian comes over here and then goes up right Mm -hmm. if they meet i'm sure they run into other humpbacks from like the ones from down in mexico for sure so you don't think maybe they're like there could also be males switching breeding grounds and then if one of them shows up singing a different song the rest of them are like "Ooh, he sounds unique we all need to sound like him we're wow. gonna match his. You song. know what would be cool to find out is if they have an idea of someone in Alaska, or someone in, and then, then he goes to Hawaii or she, and then Alaska, and then ends up going to Mexico one year, or the well, opposite. There, there's. There, they ever had a, two different breeding grounds? There is one. Um, it's on Happy Whale. I don't know too much about it, but I know that they. I think last year, they or the year before, they figured that out, and that's the cool thing that's gonna hopefully come out of this Happy Whale project. Yeah. And in, an easy way to look at it overlap. is you can kind of think of our our humpback populations not as populations, as more as like cultures. So I think you know just them listening to each other out there, you know, those calls from different populations cross, so they're probably picking them up, uh, you know, from each other. In fact, you know, their calls can be so unique. I knew our I know our blue whales. I think uh, Cascadia is actually determine the populations by you know uh slight differences in the males calls and stuff like that i think we've determined that there's 11 populations of Mm. uh, blues out there Mm. so yeah yeah these calls are really really important yeah they're quite different even with uh wow pretty much all the whales out there sperm whales have different dialects between different populations out there within their family units and then same thing with killer whales is very obvious one but different subpopulations and breeding groups of dolphins and a lot of different species have unique calls. Okay, speaking of unique calls, that video that just surfaced of the killer whales, the southern oh, resident yeah. orcas swimming with the Pacific white-sided dolphins, those dolphins obviously can tell the difference between the transient calls right. and the yeah. resident calls. Oh, yeah, they can. Which For sure. For absolutely sure. amazing. One call you stay away from. <laughs> the other yeah. one's okay. And then they obviously, the, the southern residents and the transients obviously know because from who, people I've talked to up there, they say that they won't even come within like 50 miles of each yeah, other. They're like, yeah, they're like ships in the night sometimes. They just yeah. go right by each other, don't interact at all. <clears throat> um, they also have done tests on um, California sea lions. Like they'll play them resident calls and then they'll play them transient calls. This is for captive um, sea lions is where they first figured this out. And the transient calls will freak the sea lions out like they just panic Dang, can we re- no that's me that's me i was gonna say can we re- I, can i'm we pretty like- sure it's illegal uh, but <laughs> i didn't you know, say that did you guys, he didn't say that did you guys <laughs> hear about that um i just that, want to like, test the theory <laughs> well okay you go to the rock wall you know and you're scuba diving yeah you, and you just play it hit that's a little messed up. call 
But science, it's where, science. Where it's they, not messed up. I think where they did try this, I don't know if you guys heard about this. In Astoria, Oregon, one year they had so many sea lions on the docks. They mm-hmm. did not know what to do. The sea lions were damaging the docks, damaging the boats. So they got this fake killer whale that they were going to drag behind a boat that was also going to oh play like transient killer whale songs. To did they do it? Startle the sea lions. They did it. They did but, it. But it started to take on water. The killer whale <laughs> part did, and so it was going to like they had to cut their losses because it was going to sink the boat if it took on more water. Oh my! So gosh. I think it only worked for like. I don't even know if it worked a whole hour. Sea lions are no dummies, too. They'll eventually <laughs> learn, like, this thing's not moving. I'm going to sit on top of it. Yep. You know, what's yep. funny is there's a boat. Next time we go back to Moss Landing, uh, uh, hopefully it's still there. There's some guy with uh, one of those inflatable uh, pool toys that looks like an orca that's on his swim step to scare off the sea lions. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not working. <laughs> in Newport, they have um, – have you ever heard of – seen the Google boat? Did you ever see that? It actually dropped a submarine. It's a big catamaran. No. Oh, I saw it. It's huge. It's like a huge catamaran. You showed it to me when I was there in April. Okay, yeah. So yeah. they have coyotes on that. They have like, you know, what are those called? <laughs> Stuffed coyotes or fake coyotes uh-huh. on, this, on it. <laughs> scare, I mean, I think it's to scare off the birds too, but it's kind of funny. Yeah, a lot of those things, deterrence, <clears throat> I kind of laugh at because animals get so used to them. Oh, uh, <clears throat> high spirits had a, you know, had a stuffed cat that was on top of the boat to kind of scare off the gulls. One day they pulled up. There was a gull right next to the cat. Like, they were friends, you know. It's just, it's, <laughs> the, these animals just catch on eventually. It was dude. like us. We tried to put that fake owl out. I think it worked for about four hours. On yeah, the and then the gull will be the right next to it trying yep. to become its friend. Yeah. <laughs> the one by the, like, the stairwell, right? Uh-huh. Or yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember that. It only worked for a few hours. <laughs> and I would never play the transient call. At the yeah. <laughs> he, would, he would not because he knows it's wrong. <laughs> Not, I mean, not maybe, for the shot or maybe anything. For no, maybe for science. Maybe for science. No, but that's that's really interesting. Like to think that you could. I mean, just like people, you know, do bird calls or cat, like uh, rabbit calls and stuff like that for when they're hunting. Exactly. Yeah. Man, some some of those animals we pretty much feed them. <laughs> you know, the bird trips, don't they? Throw stuff out there sometimes. Um, yes. Yeah, so one one company does have a permit to chum. Um, to entice birds to come closer to the boat so you can see them better. Um, but in the confines of the sanctuary, you actually have to have a chumming permit now. Um, actually, oddly enough, because you could be seen as chumming for white sharks. That's the actual thing they would ding you on. It's Yeah, it's interesting how it all shakes out. You guys <laughs> used to chum for birds. Yeah. In the Monterey Bay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some places... Still chum with popcorn from their guests. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know any better. Or yeah. they just try and get someone really seasick. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of people trying to plot against each other like that. <laughs> All right. I think I got a good topic. Go for it. Do it. What have you guys seen that I haven't seen? Baird's beaked whales. Okay. Cuvier's beaked whales. All right. Wait, you haven't seen Cuvier's? No, both th- both times I either was like they moving destinations or <laughs> one week. I was like two days out for one of them, the last one they had. I was moving back. <laughs> I like to move. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I know one that you guys have seen that I haven't seen. What? Leatherback sea turtle. And I'm not Boom. happy about it. Boom. <laughs> in fact, uh, I've seen two in one day. You be quiet. <laughs> I, see, I, I was there too. Well, what about um, you were in Southern California when False Killer Bros came? Yeah, we have false kill. It happened like a couple times. They came back up too, remember? They yeah. Went, so I've yeah. seen those. Wasn't our friend Scotty Schmidt just talking about how he had like all those dates that he's seen falsies? 
Yeah, he Didn't might he have. Post he, that today? He's, he was keeping. In fact, he he is the inspiration to my uh, my sightings log. Before before I wasn't. I didn't have to officially keep that. I would just write it on the aquarium's blog, but yeah. Yeah, he's, he just pointed, he reposted his old posts. February 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 16th, 18th, 21st, and then a whole bunch of dates in March and a few in April. For yeah. what is that? False killer whales out of San Diego. Yeah, I just remember them going up the coast, and then they came down the coast, and I think, didn't the, those Marina del Rey or even the... I got one. Yeah, a bunch of those boats saw them. ETPs. I definitely have not seen those. Does that count if it's... This is a different... I mean, um, I've seen offshore killer whales. I've seen ETPs once, yeah. I've not seen ETPs. Boom. <laughs> I, I also... Oh, you've seen the seal that I haven't see, seen. The Gray what, seal? Yeah. Yeah. True. Mm. I haven't True seen dad. that. Uh, we've seen manatees. Oh, does that count? Are we counting those? <laughs> just kidding. Why not? We counted a turtle. Okay. We'll count that. <laughs> you know what? I thought I was going to win this when I went in. I thought I'd seen Well, okay. I'll give you another <laughs> one that you've seen that I haven't seen. Brutus whale. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. Technically, I've seen a say whale, but I don't. I mean, that's like. I've had a say whale. Yeah, I've had a quote unquote. (laughs) Finn whale, say whale, Brutus whale. Was the say whale here? Was it here or where was it? I think it was down south. Oh, okay. We did have ones that. Maybe it was here. 2016 season. No. We had a say whale wander around. JJ actually saw it a couple times working on another boat. Um, and then we saw something um, that could have been a say whale, but we didn't really get a close look at it one day. You know, what's funny is I remember being back at the aquarium, there was a picture going around of, you know, one of those whales that couldn't be ID'd and everyone was, was you know, tossed, it was, you know, tossed in, oh, young fin whale, Brutus whale, yeah, say whale. Yeah, that's the hard part, and then, young fin whale. Yeah, then we showed it to, like, a person who worked on a whale watch boat. East Coast, like, oh, that's a say whale. We're like, damn it. <laughs> it seems like if you see him all the time, you just notice those yeah. little, tiny little features that will... Yeah confirm it for you i was like oh wow thanks <laughs> you guys had me on the doll's porpoise until this last summer mm. that was the first time i'd seen him mm-hmm. yeah dolls are fun, fun. if I you can them. see them yeah that's true they can be the best or they can be the absolute I worst had, the last couple times i saw them i think they bow rode for a second I yeah. Think Eric was there. yeah we had yeah. some good doll's porpoise encounters at the beginning of the summer this last year if you guys are wondering why doll's porpoise are they're not i, I don't want to say hard to find but hard to see they're just uh, they are one of the quickest cetaceans out there hitting 40 miles per hour. And sometimes when you do have a sighting of them, you will literally not see body. All you see is uh, what we call a rooster tail, yeah. just the, their dorsal fin slicing through the water. And it's, it's they are lightning fast. They little black and white guys. And uh, I think you, your field guys will probably tell you what, they're about five feet max. But I don't yeah. think I've seen any that big. They're more no. in about the three-foot range. Yeah. Out here. Yep. yep. I'm trying to think. Is it? It's. I know I've seen a northern fur seal here. They're the ones that they do the yeah. teapot thing. Yeah. yeah. The jug handle. Guadalupe's yeah. possible okay. too. Seen, that's what I was gonna say. I've seen both. That's what I don't know if I've seen the Guadalupe. Yeah, you gotta look at the face. Is it Guadalupe or Guadalupe? Guadalupe. 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 You gotta look at the face and then. Guadalupe. The fur. <laughs> the fur along the flipper is also different with uh, each animal. Yeah, their face. Um, the northern fur seal is like more pointy. Um, more like, what do they say? More like lassie, and then the Guadalupe is a little bit more snub, more like um, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. I know that the northern fur seal, the one I saw, it was cool because he yawned and like you could see his teeth. All his teeth. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I like it when they're cleaning themselves. They like to groom a lot and they rub their flippers all over their body and roll around. It's pretty cute. I, I say he yawned, but he might have just been like. I and some like snacks on the boat. I don't no, know. <laughs> no, I think no, I've I'm seen him yawn. He probably yawned or something. That was cool though. Okay, so Guadalupe for seal. 
Yeah, maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't. I have, for sure. We've had Golden Gate Station Research Group. You ever see her post a picture of that, Eric? No, I actually... What? I don't at the care center. This was before we were Facebook (laughs) friends. I've seen rescued ones. You know something that's really cool that I feel like is... uh, I guess everybody likes it, is the sunfish. Yep. Oh, yeah. I actually like seeing those. I've seen Western Gulls surf Mola Mola. Yeah. Mola I mean, Mola, yeah. You'll be surprised. Could it just be a choppy day where one's riding on top of one? Yeah. And the reason why these birds are landing on um, the Mola Mola, or the, a.k.a. the sunfish, is because the sunfish come up to the surface to sun themselves and get warm, and also because they have parasites on yep. their bodies. I don't, is it just to get the parasites off? Yeah, the actually, they got really, really, if you've been lucky enough to touch a ocean sunfish, uh, yeah, they have really tough skin. Uh, in my opinion, it's rougher than a shark's skin. Really? And yeah, yeah so obviously rough. when you're out there in the open ocean, you got nothing to, you got no scratching posts, you got nobody who can, you know, scratch an itch for you. So uh, ocean sunfish, that's how they get their name. They uh, actually will lay flat on the surface of the ocean. That's a signal for small fish and birds uh, to pull parasites off, especially out here in Southern California. Uh, not well, I should say, <laughs> I keep on California. I, I forget where I live. <laughs> Here in the California coast, uh, where you have a lot of kelp, uh, often you get kelp patties, you know, floating offshore, and that will sometimes be a nursery or, or a little yeah, uh, mini little home, baby sunfish hiding underneath, mini there. home for um, some small fish. And yeah, the, the molas actually know to go up uh, next to those sometimes, and uh, you know, lay flat, and those fish will do a little cleaning job for them. Is it also because of the heating up though as well? Do you I've think? heard I've heard that many different times and places too. Yeah. If they're down where it's cold, you know, yeah. feeding on jellyfish. Yeah. And it's- yeah, the jellies, the tunicates, the salps, all those soft gelatinous animals they eat, you know, sometimes uh, you know, will be abundant down in deeper, colder water. So yeah, they'll warm themselves up. And uh, an interesting thing about the ocean sunfish, I know here we say mola mola, but uh, I'm going to bring up more fish talk. Um, just well, not that recent, but a year or two ago, we realized that there's actually three species in the genus Mola. Uh, you got Mola Mola, you got Mola Tecta, and you got Mola Ale- Alexandrini or something, something really Italian sounding, I forgot. And, uh, <laughs> now normal. Same. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a, yeah, so we've learned that there's, a, you know, multiple species out well, there. I Some think- are bigger than others, and also... Uh, Is that only the Pacific, the three? Uh, and that genus, I think it's actually a little bit more than the Pacific. Yeah. So is the opa okay. not related to it at all? The opa's not related no. to it, yeah. Uh-huh. I think aren't mola mola related more to box fish or something? Yeah, they actually are. Uh, tetra- and they are close related to tetra... tetra- I forgot the how to say it. Tetradontiforms, yeah. So uh, they're related to, uh, yeah, puffers, distant relatives of puffers and mm-hmm. uh, I think I heard box fish and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But people eat them, so they don't have that toxin... They're bad uh, luck. That some other uh, the that class of animals has. But they are they do have a whole bunch of different types of parasites. So if you are going to eat it, you know, there's that whole aspect of it. You don't want to kill a sunfish. Bad we luck. can. I know. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> a lot of us fishermen know that story, that myth about them being bad luck. But we could probably do a whole episode on uh, on these molas. They are pretty fascinating. Uh, if you don't know, they are the heaviest bony uh, fish out there historically. Ones that have been weighing five thousand pounds have been uh, have been seen. Uh, some weighing a ton are actually kind of kind of common. Yeah. And uh, they're pretty quick growing too. I heard from the uh, Monterey Bay Aquarium that 
in 15 months, one gained uh, 800 pounds. You heard me right. 15 months, it gained That's crazy. 800 pounds. So they're really quick, Marilyn. I mean, they go like 6,000 times their original uh, like full body form once they hatch from the egg and become a little sunfish, and then they're an adult. It's like 6,000 times the size. Eric and I saw baby mole moles in the harbor. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. Yeah. They do come in there. I mean, it's happened multiple times, but I yeah. just remember you and I walking over by the um, harbor office. Yeah, the harbor office. They, that was the year that they – there's a lot of je- uh, jellies in there too, so I think that might have encouraged them to go in, go inside the <laughs> harbor. And what's funny is about those young ones, they always school up sometimes. So Yeah, there was yeah. a couple of them like going along this. like, And it was shallow right there. There were yeah. like three feet of water. <laughs> yeah. That's cute. It's like a little pan swimming through the water. Okay, what about rare birds? Maybe that'll get NASCAR someone. NASCAR booby. Na- yeah, NASCAR, NASCAR, NASCAR booby, red-footed booby, brown booby. Yep. Lays on albatross. Seen it. Ooh, have Ooh, you? Ooh, I have. What about you, Eric? Um, Can I tell you something about the lays on albatross? I think that's about it. Just those, uh, the NASCAR, I think that's the rarest one, the red-footed. I got all the way out to Catalina, had zero memory cards, or like bigger SD cards, pull out a micro SD card. I was given a micro SD card. I put that in the little reader, right? Then I shoot a picture of this Lathan albatross perfectly flop, flying off the water. Like, it was just like the coolest picture I could have gotten of a Lathan albatross. I dropped the little micro SD card and lost it on the boat. No. Oh, no. So it's like I, I can't even prove that I ever saw it. <laughs> Wait, you've seen one here, though. No. What? I've only seen the black-footed albatross here. What? You've seen Lathan here? Yeah. They come here. I haven't seen one personally one, yet. One day I saw three at the same time. Puffin. Seen it. Seen them, yeah. Tufted puffins. What about yeah. some of the rarer shearwaters, like short-tailed shearwater? Yeah, I've probably seen all those because you guys are just shouting weird names out. I don't know what they are. <laughs> True. <laughs> like, There's so many different ones out here compared to Southern California. Yeah, I'm pack. not an expert like, yet. Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm surprised we're not getting them now. I know when I first uh, moved here, we had those petrels there further offshore get blown in by these oh, guys. Remember yeah. we had those? Petrels yeah. and the uh, fork-tailed. They were in the harbor. Yeah, we had fork-tailed pe- petrels. Red and redneck phal ropes and the oh. fork-tailed ta- fork petrels. Storm, yeah. Storm petrels, yeah. yeah. I was shooting those birds with flash at night. In the harbor. In the harbor, yeah. So that was crazy. Cool. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. Man, that's how you know it was windy when you have birds like that in the harbor for several days. It was windy. Today Has anyone double-checked? Yeah. I know, of all the wind we had. Well, this to... was, but when, this the, is... when those showed up, it was west wind. Yeah. So different. this has been like wind from every direction possible oh yeah that's true <laughs> every compass direction it's been raining and it's been windy i was collecting hail this morning <laughs> that's how you know you live near the beach in california because you, like when anything frozen just gets you excited <laughs> i'm like i'm like gathering scooping it off my like balcony into my hand and i brought it in the show Margo. i'm like check out this hail <laughs> all right trying to think of other weirdness that we've seen on the boats uh we've all seen sperm whales what about striped dolphin? Have you ever confirmed? Not seeing alive. I've personally seen uh, two washed up dead back in Southern California. One just washed up last week in San Francisco alive. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think it made it. Yeah, that's nuts. What? A striped yeah, dolphin. Yeah, in San Francisco. Where do you guys yeah. get these things at? Like, why don't I ever get We're crawling the I thought I followed, dude. like, every whale page on the Instagram. I guess I don't. <laughs> we get it on Facebook. Oh, see, that's where I'm not at. I am on Facebook, but you know I what I mean. I don't know what to tell you. I don't we scroll also, the feed. Eric and I also get um, email updates from this listserv called Marmam, which is managed by the Society for Marine Mammalogy, right? It's actually at the University of Victoria, right? Oh, yeah. maybe it is. You guys forward that to me? 
Or yes. just so I can subscribe. Or just subscribe me if you guys get a chance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marmam doesn't necessarily put out like stranding notices, but it'll put out like new papers, um, internships, things like that. It's, so if you're interested in marine marine science and you want to get more into whale stuff, definitely subscribing to that listserv. Um, they put job announcements and volunteer opportunities on there. Just a little plug. Yeah, it's that. one of those things I always uh, recommend that um, younger folks trying to get into the field, uh, you know, get on to Marmam, join that email list. Uh, and like Caitlin just said, yeah, those volunteer opportunities, internships, are, will be a big step in getting your foot in the door. But most of our immediate whale news, where we're like we said, the striped dolphin thing is on Facebook, which yeah. is it's interesting how how Cito times Fauna have changed. Is a good one for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cetophon is great. And you sometimes guys... even just paying attention to when the news companies are posting stuff. If, if like SF Gates posting a dolphin video, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna look at that. Have you guys seen the spinner dolphin? Yes. You went to Hawaii? In Hawaii, yeah. Oh, what about you? I didn't see him spinning, but Never I seen him. I, that, I, <laughs> <laughs> I remember they were like, we got some spinner dolphins up here around the, the corner, you know, and, and the, for, right away they were just shoom, spinning. Yeah. It was cool. It was really overcast. I didn't get, like, the craziest shot. We actually didn't spend more than, like, five minutes with them. I think we were, we were on our way back. It was, like, a snorkel trip, so yeah. it wasn't a whale watch. But... I have not seen offshore bottlenose dolphins. Oh, we've seen so many, Slater. They're the best. Yeah, they're my favorite. <laughs> I was trying to think of something, but I was going to say, well, I mean, they're technically like inshore and offshore. Yeah, I mean, but. They're different. Oh, yeah. They, they are different. They look totally yeah. different. Yeah. They act different, too. Tell the people the difference, people. Well, okay, wait. We did on this the, on the last one. I yeah, think. We did. Okay. Yeah. About the common dolphin thing, too, as well. Yeah, and the inshore, offshore, the body size difference. I think we covered that. The offshore are a lot bigger than the inshore, yeah. and the behavior's different. We saw like three bottlenose fairly offshore on the ACS fundraiser trip in November, but I don't know if anybody was actually They might calling. just cross the canyon here every once in a while. Yeah. You I think they, they got to? Yeah, I oh, think I was down they in do. Newport, though. Oh, we were, like, oh, on our okay. way up to Point Vicente, but there was only three of them. They didn't do anything cool, so I don't remember. No one said anything on the boat? They didn't call it out? They, like, did, but I don't remember if they said inshore or offshore because someone also misidentified the common dolphins for a while there, too, so I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> What did, they, what did they call them? Well, they were short beaks, and they kept saying they were long beak, and I kept looking at them going, I don't think these are long Where beaks. Where were they at? Were you guys close to the harbor? Not really. If you guys were in close, they probably were long beaks. No, long they beak, definitely yeah. were short beaks. They were they were pudgy little guys. Oh, I love dolphins. <laughs> if you guys want to get good at photographing whales, shoot dolphins in Newport yeah. Beach for like a week or month straight. Yeah. It's good practice for if you timing can, If you can lighting. get those timed and understand their behavior, then the whales will be a breeze. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. The best is when the water's clear, too. You can track them, too. Yeah, you can yeah. see them. They'll do, like, two little kicks with their tail, and then they'll shoot out. And then, choom. What other, what other ones do we have? I'm looking, we have We're all poster. looking up at a chart. We or have at a poster. poster. <laughs> uh. There's a lot of th- I thought I was There's like, a lot of things we haven't seen, all three yeah. of us for sure, but is there anything that someone has seen that the rest of us have not? Oh, you know what I almost saw and and um like almost saw and like a couple days later they saw it in Iceland. Right after I left they saw a white beaked dolphin. Mm. White beaked dolphin, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what they do see those in yeah. Iceland. I missed the Atlantic white sided dolphins by one day last wow, time I was are, out in Massachusetts. I didn't even know that those too. were a thing. Yeah. So like a week ago. Hopefully I get to see him this year. 
Because I know that, you know, the dusky dolphin, they look similar, yeah. too. Well, they're all um, Ligorhynchus, aren't they? Mm-hmm. They're all related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. They're all of course. <laughs> <laughs> or they're, if they're not Ligorhynchus, they're the other one. It, the Lissos? So the northern right whale dolphin is there. Those are just in the Lisso family. Is there just two? I think they're the only Lizadelphus. Yeah, the northern and southern. All right, yes. learning things. Yes. I still need to see right whale. Yes, me yeah, too. Yeah, we talked. We said that. Yeah, that's something we definitely need. To what see. about a walrus? I haven't seen one. I saw a picture once. I want to see a walrus. <laughs> <laughs> and polar bears. Did we talk about what's on our whale bucket list? No. Right whales are definitely on all of ours. Mine's swimming with the orcas in Norway. Mm, that's on my list. Belugas and narwhals. Yeah. You can swim with belugas in the St. Lawrence. You can, um, in Churchill, mm-hmm. Ma- Manitoba or something. I don't know mm-hmm. how to say it. Yeah, Manitoba. Manitoba. Canada, yeah. Mm-hmm. What else? Would swimming with narwhals be dangerous? Poke um, Yes. No, I want to only swim with belugas. <laughs> I don't want to swim with the narwhals. I want to see the narwhals, but I want to swim with the belugas. You wouldn't swim with narwhals? I would. I'm scared. <laughs> They know what they're doing with that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm scared. I'm kind of honestly scared to swim with killer whales and humpbacks too, but, you know, we'll see. Woo! They're big. <laughs> they are big. Yeah. I've seen them in small boats. They're they're pretty flipping big. Yeah, like on the that day, this I'll never forget that, the day on the Serenity. I mean... The fluke was like way out on one side and his head was up on the other, you mm-hmm. know, exhaling in people's faces. <laughs> I want to see a group of sperm whales up close. I've seen them from a distance, but like a nursery group, like moms and juveniles, I've, I've not had a good encounter with. Yeah, that'd be cool to see. Yeah, hopefully that happens again. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have both seen that. <laughs> I saw like. But eight. I've never seen a big male like. Just chilling. That's something we talk about, how the, the dwarfism. Like the dimorphism? The, the di- oh, dang it. <laughs> I thought I was throwing in a super cool word right there. Okay, well, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Um, the dimorphism. <laughs> so the male sperm whale is Science. a lot bigger than the female. Um, the males can be like 60 feet, whereas the females are like eh, four, maybe 40 feet. But other there's other species that so, same thing. So Odonocetes, all toothed whales, the male is bigger. And then Mysticetes, the baleen whales, the female is bigger. Yeah, because you gotta make a thirteen foot. Yeah, to make baby. a Have they confirmed baby. that yet? Wasn't there some weirdness with the was it the beards that the female might be bigger? Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I'll, I'll look that up later, but there was some weird talk about that. Yeah. See, just when you think biggest. you have whales figured out, they prove you Science. wrong. Science. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Science. Blue whale the biggest that come out? Uh, yeah. I would 24 think, feet yes. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Close to. 24 feet? And 6,000 6, like, pounds already, too. Yeah. yeah, I'm just going to have a school bus. Give birth to a school bus. How long is a school bus? Do we even know? 40-ish feet. Oh, wow. Yeah. I tell people humpback whale calves are like the same size as my Toyota Tacoma. <laughs> <laughs> Extra cab or standard? Uh, extended cab. Okay. <laughs> Short bed or long bed? Short bed. So many options. And then <laughs> they weigh about the same too because I actually, oddly enough, had to have my truck weighed for something one time and it was about 2,000 pounds. And humpback whale calves are typically between 1,500 to 2,000 pounds. And something cool about the blue whale calves is that well i don't know is this for most of the baleen whales blue whales can gain up to 100 pounds every day 
Yeah, for the first two years of their that's life. usually what we say for yeah, gray actually. whales up. Yeah, yeah, with a blue whale. Gray whales too, 100 pounds a day? Could be. I yeah, with a, I heard like 50. It's kind of on the high end. But with yeah. a blue whale, yeah, it's a younger stage. It's eight to nine pounds an hour. So you think that it's, it's like close for the to first two years? I'm not sure how long it is. Uh, that's a good question, I but think, yeah, infant stage it is close to 200 just pounds when a day. Feeding on the milk because then when they, once they switch to like yeah, I think when they're nursing. Um, so the way that I've heard some people explain it is like when they're nursing, they they're going through this rapid growth, right? They're gaining a ton of weight, not literally a ton. They're gaining hundreds of pounds of weight every few days, and then they sometimes have been recorded to double their body length before they're weaned. And then once they're weaned, they're kind of set up to last and not feed very well for the next two to three years. So until they're figuring it out, they could live off of that fat layer that mom has stocked up for them while nursing. That's something cool about being in the feeding grounds Yes. in the humpback population is that we get to see the calves come here on their first year mm-hmm. and not feed or try to feed. Yep. And it's, it's funny because you'll see like, two or three or six full-grown humpbacks come out of the water with their mouths open and lunch feed on anchovies and then the calf on the far end just <laughs> spy hops. too late yeah <laughs> like i don't even know what it does it just comes out sideways yeah like, i remember my first month here we, i was actually watching that yeah mom yeah. and calf lunch feeding and the calf would come up late and it didn't forget to close its mouth it just like kept its mouth open for an extra few seconds <laughs> probably anchovies were swimming out but well yeah. this summer was kind really, of funny we had a lot of good mom and calf pairs this summer and we had all kinds of funny stuff happen yeah some of them looked like they never even opened their yeah. mouth it made a great photo op but yeah i was like hey buddy you, won't, you don't want these anchovies to swim out so you might want to close it now i got more calf bre- more calf breaches this summer yeah. than i did by far yeah they were good this year to- yeah, this the, is a good year. Yeah, the, I got hardly any full-grown humpbacks breaching. They breached, but like up, you know what I mean, like shots that I would. Yeah, the calves were really photogenic this year. Yeah. I think one of the funniest ones of the mom and calf trying to feed is that mom and calf were being kind of funny. The calf was being a little rambunctious, switching sides on mom and rolling around. We we're out with this high school group, and the mom all of a sudden just decides to do this big lunge feed next to the boat, and then the calf just breaches right next to her. <laughs> So I don't know if he, like, missed the signal or was just like, I can contribute to this, too. Yeah, me and Slater had a lot of pods where there would be, like, literally a dozen whales lunch feeding together. And then, like, 100 yards away, there's a calf, like, tail throwing nonstop. That or, I or call tail a slapping. temper tantrum. It's funny yeah. because... And then they would stop feeding all the whales, and then they would break off, and then uh-huh. that mom would join back up with their calf, mm-hmm. and then they would cruise off, and then the calf would probably, you know, continue breaching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've seen that several seasons now, and I almost think that's like a temper tantrum. Like, mom, I'm hungry, and I'm not getting any food while the rest of you are eating. And then the calf starts freaking out, and the group breaks up. She's like, there's so much fish around here. Like, you just pay attention! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've seen, and I've also seen where the group stays together, and who I presume is the mom peels off, quiets down the calf for about five to ten minutes, and then goes back to the group. I've seen that before too, so that's where I got the temper tantrum theory from. Lots of cool behaviors, yeah, and things to see. Yes, mom and calf pairs especially are are super fun. Yeah, I honestly don't know what topic we're on anymore. <laughs> we just wandered we're, we're down. We're talking about weird things on boats, and then. The, well, we were talking about things we haven't seen. Yeah. That they, maybe the other... Don't giant squid. I saw a piece of it. Almost mm. squid. Is that giant? Might no. Not be. 
<laughs> they're big. They're big, but they're not giant. giant squid. You saw a piece of one. Yeah. What about when I first, first, sharks. literally like my first. Oh yeah, Dresser sharks, blue sharks, blues, yeah, salmon. I don't know what, what type of hammerhead shark I saw. I've not seen any. What would you say I saw if I saw it off like you know when we're catching? When it's oh, it's either days. scalped or smooth. Yeah. Could yeah. be either one though. Mm-hmm. Man, what I, about basking shark? Let me tell shark. you a story about a hammerhead real quick. <laughs> we were at the Balboa Pier, and this lady. <laughs> this isn't funny. <laughs> this, this lady is like this isn't funny but I'm laughing really holding hard. her camera over the rail and she like saw the shark she dropped her camera <laughs> but like and then I'm did it land sh- on the shark I'm pretty sure the same thing happened again with the cell phone and then the lady dropped the second thing in the water as well like uh, she dropped two things in the room yeah in the, har- <laughs> in the harbor or something <laughs> But I, my dad was on the boat that day, so it's funny because I always yeah, remember um, seen, right in front of the Balboa Pier, like I've a ten a foot hammerhead. Of sharks. Yeah. So. What about basking shark? That's no, I haven't seen. I've never seen one. Oh, I thought you were gonna see. No, one. they've been sighted in Monterey since I've lived here, but only a handful of times, and I've never seen one. They had one what in Channel Islands? This like last they time. They had one in Long Beach, like. Uh, they used to see them in Monterey yeah, all the time until about ago. seven or eight years ago. Yeah, until they accidentally killed. Yeah, all those ones in Big Sur the other day. Uh, what, two years ago? Three years ago? The other day, two years ago. <laughs> I remember everyone, like even Giancarlo, and everyone was like, "Get up here!" Yeah, it did make the news. Um, I never saw like photos that corroborated fifty sharks, but I heard yeah, was that, that many. What did you just say? What word did you just say? Corroborated. <laughs> what? We're gonna have to put like on in the um, description. We're gonna have to put little like. Links for the dictionary. Footnotes. I mean, I know, I know what it means, obviously. Dimorphism. Corroborated. Yeah, dwarf, dwarfism. 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 Making fun of me because of my vocabulary? No. We would never. Yes. Well, other sharks. Well, we have the great whites that we see here. Juvenile great whites, especially. Yeah. I've seen adults here, too. but You want to go on a shark trip? Yeah, dude, let's go. It's it's. <laughs> wait, can you see the little sharks this time of year? No, not right now. Usually, you gotta wait till it warms up. You ever been like have to be at the dock in twenty minutes, <laughs> <laughs> and then you decide to go to Capitola, which is about an hour and From a half. From Monterey. <laughs> Did our two and a half hour trip become four hours? All right, sorry guys, we're just. Anyways, there's Inside this, like, <laughs> would you consider, is it a population of, like, little... It is a nursery. It's a, I guess you can say a nursing ground. So, yeah, yeah over the years, we've learned that uh, in the northern part of the bay, uh, around the Aptos, uh, even towards the Capitola area, um, close to the shoreline, there is uh, young sharks that are there during the warmer months. And young, juvenile white sharks uh, being six seven feetish long some uh, slightly bigger ones have been seen over there uh that area has been pretty consistent uh for sightings during those warmer months to the point where uh whale watching boats have taken special trips over there uh those in the santa cruz area really special trips really really (laughs) special long trips (laughs) some of the uh, you guys are gonna kill me (laughs) the boats out of santa cruz obviously have a shorter trip so they've been uh, venturing out there and i know one day uh it's uh, it's hard to say it's your percentage of seeing them are really high. One day we went to go find one. We ended up seeing a dozen or so. So that's been a hot topic out here in the Monterey Bay is uh, young white sharks. Do Is it true that these white sharks slowly continue going up the coast like as they get – when they become an adult, like they keep going into colder waters? Mm, kind of. Thing? They go where the food is, which happens to be – Central California is a big place for that. 
They have seen them in Oregon, and they have had a, a tagged white shark ping at Port Orford on the um, new marine protected area up there. They got a weird ping on the acoustic sensors in the um, marine protected area up there a couple years ago. They're like, what the heck is this? Anything, and I think it was one of Barbara Block's sharks from Hopkins. Anything as far as like Alaska? Maybe not that far. Salmon sharks go that far though, right? Yeah, salmon sharks are but pretty funny. They, they come down here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can see salmon sharks in Monterey Bay. All right. But yeah, our white sharks, uh, these young ones will pretty much stay along the surf and they're just focused on eating uh, rockfish, <laughs> you know, perch and stuff in the surf line. And then when they get uh, bigger, then they'll uh, kind of go to areas where there's bigger food. And we, all of us know that they love. Uh, the elephant seals in this area, mm-hmm. harbor seal seals. Mm-hmm. Um, we are in an area um, known as the Red Triangle. If you draw a line from uh, from a point, sir, to Bodega Bay and then out to the Farallon Islands, it creates this big red triangle, we call it. And it's a hot spot for bigger white sharks. So often the Farallons, <clears throat> um, you know, you can see them um, right here just along our coast. You talk to local fishermen, spearfishmen, divers, you know, they'll report sightings all the time. I personally finally saw, um, you know, a big white shark, I kid you not, probably 15 feet plus kill uh, something off of Año Nuevo about two months ago. So they're out here um, when they get bigger and a big, you know, their teeth actually change so they can support these bigger diets when they're young. The teeth aren't that wide and serrated yet. Uh, when they get hit that 11-plus uh, foot mark is when those teeth get uh, a little bit bigger, a little bit wider, more serrations, so they can handle those bigger meals that they're known for, such as the sea lions, elephant seals, and uh, harbor seals out here. And uh, also a lot of talk has been, you guys just talked about where they go when they grow up. Um, we do know that they, uh, some of them possibly are going out to that area known as the White Shark Cafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally between here and Hawaii, uh, it was once thought that, you know, why are they going out there? There's not much food there. But a team from uh, Monterey Bay Aquarium has figured out that there is some food out there. Uh, there are some clues that maybe uh, they're, they're breeding out there. So they are one animal that science is, you know, we, we see them, um, but we're still trying to figure out exactly uh, what's going on with them out here. But out here, I think we've all seen, I've uh, been lucky enough to see white sharks, makos, blues, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, threshers, mm-hmm. Um, salmon sharks. Have you ever seen Caitlin. a salmon shark? I think I have. Yeah, salmon sharks is out here. I've From... seen a seven-gill shark. Caitlin saw one. Oh, yeah. yeah. We saw one. Well, it was dying. <laughs> Being consumed. <laughs> and, uh, Caitlin, you were just talking about the uh, basking sharks that yeah. showed up here. Yeah. Well, I guess... Um, I think there was a lab at Moss Landing Marine Labs that used to consistently study them, which to me, I think is not too big of a leap to think they used to be here a lot. Um, And I've heard stories of old fishermen that used to use gill nets and they would catch basking sharks in the 20s, 30s, and 40s. Um, So they definitely used to be around more. I don't really know what happened, um, but there's only been a few sightings since I moved here five years ago. Yeah, it's funny. With all the good upwelling we get here in the uh, Monterey Bay area and with all the canyons out here, I'm surprised we don't get them more. You don't think they were just hunted? Uh, Could be. Maybe, but I also think there's some kind of shift going on in the California current. And unfortunately, science funding is low and we're missing whatever's happening. Because, like, think about albacore. You used to catch them in Monterey every summer. They used to always plan albacore trips. And now they catch them off of Oregon and Washington. 
I mean, yeah. something, something's going on. We don't really understand what it is. But things are shifting, and we're kind of losing our chance to document it all. You used to catch a lot of sand bass and barracuda down south, too. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, maybe they, yeah. what, and they always like kind of say, like, oh, well, ever since the squid came through, they ate them all. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, with the albacore, I don't think they've necessarily been all fished out or all eaten by something else because they're catching them just further north. So maybe the basking sharks are hanging out off of Mendocino County and we don't even know it. So we really, <laughs> the jury's out on a lot of things, but um, the Monterey Bay Aquarium and Hopkins Marine Station are doing some really cool collaborative work on the white shark situation, especially with the young ones. And um, I did sit down with Sal Jorgensen last summer and interview him for another project I'm working on and he's got some papers that should be coming out soon. Um, so we should know more and have some more definitive answers about what's going on. But it sounds like those juvenile white sharks um, are there to stay. That's going to be a reoccurring theme, I think, for the future. So I think it, we made it sound like we see <coughs> sharks kind of often. I don't know mm -hmm. if we made it seem like that, but for you people listening, we don't see sharks that much. Mm -hmm. And uh, people always say, like, are we going to see sharks when we go whale watching? Like, because they might be scared of sharks or something. We see them like one every like a couple hundred trips, maybe. Yeah. I don't see them that much. During the warmer months, you see them more. I see a this lot summer. of blue sharks. Yeah, this it also summer, depends you know. on the sea conditions and where you are. Like the blue sharks, if you're out over the canyon and it's calm, your odds are pretty good that you could find one. Um, but when you have that glassy sea conditions and you're in the right area, those things don't line up that often. Yeah, I mean we're also not <laughs> looking for it either. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. When you see them, you see them, so. Yeah. Yeah, we're pretty lucky to have them. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, like you said, the sea conditions. And I think they might be, I don't know, it seems like some species, especially the white sharks, are just uh, popping up a little bit better now. I think since uh, the gillnets. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember, but, you know, having them kind of, um, less of them off of our coastline, I should say, instead of eliminating, let's say there's less of them. Um, that's what a lot of people think has led to the comeback of these white sharks and why they're a little bit more <laughs> more visible now, too. Not just uh, this situation that's going on in northern Monterey Bay, but uh, even back down home, Slater, Slater, right? You know, Manhattan mm -hmm. Beach starts seeing a lot, and all of a sudden, everyone, you know, off of uh, into Long Beach, Seal Beach. Golden West. Yeah. Huntington Beach. Uh, off of San Onofre, you know. And, uh, Sunset Beach, San Clemente, actually. yeah, everyone. I spent a whole day flying my drone back and forth at near Sunset Beach looking for white shark, small white yeah. shark. I didn't see one. You didn't, yeah, over there. I spent a long time there that day, too. <laughs> yeah, and then even yeah, even before I left, yeah, the warp started doing the uh, the shark search trips, and oh, we were yeah. really six. The first year I did it, it was, it was okay, and then the, the second year, oh, man, you know, because Sacramento all of a sudden had a... Good, uh, had a lot of good sightings. Don't want to say. I don't want to say that you know they just. There's more of them that popped up there. I mean, but I think people just started paying attention more. And sharks yeah. don't, you know, come to the surface for a breath of air. So that's another reason why we don't see them that much. Yeah, it's yeah. mostly it just it happened to be basking at the surface, yeah. resting when we drove by and we saw it and slowed down before we spooked it, and then you could see it. Well, this. <laughs> A lot of people are using stand-up paddle boards now too, and then obviously drones. So we're all we're kind of getting a different, different. perspective yeah. nowadays too. That's true. Yeah, and we're and we're starting to see them show up more on social media because mm -hmm. it's a shark, so people always you know. 
Well, everybody's got a camera in their pocket now because it's yeah. on their phone. Yeah, it's just like people, the gray whales have been going to the beach forever. And, yeah. all, <laughs> you know, in the last four years, everybody has a drone. Everybody yeah. Has, yeah. You know, yeah. And now it's like, whoa, what are the, are we okay to swim at the beach? Like, it's like, yeah, these whales have been doing it forever. Yeah. I mean, I have so many photos of people swimming at the beach with gray whales, in the, you know, right yeah. in the foreground. And, yeah, and they, they have, have no, idea. no idea. And same thing with the white sharks. I remember, you know, in high school, mid-90s, surfing in San Onofre, the young white sharks were there to the point where some of the locals actually named them. Yeah, and they were like cute names, like Fluffy and stuff like that. So some of you, some of you South County guys, right, remember that, you know. But the, then you know, media and phones and drones caught on and stand up power boards, and everyone you know, could see them a little bit easier. So technology does uh, kind of spread the word that animals are around. All right. Well, that was a pretty good episode, I think. Yeah. Keep sending us more things to talk about. Yes, we have guys. a list, but we want to hear what you want to know about. Yes, send them in. It's kind of nice, nice just answering questions because then it gets us thinking and us going on mm-hmm. little rants about things that we've seen or, I don't know. We can rant about the ocean for a while. So yeah. give us some give us some direction. We'll go for it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed episode six. Um, if you guys aren't following us on Instagram, it's Whale Nerds. Make sure you do that. If you guys want to leave us any comments or questions for future topics, we'd be greatly appreciative of that. Look know. at you with your big words, appreciative. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening.